Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group webinar. Today is May 22nd, 2023. We are glad to have all of you joining us here today for this very um, important work. So before we begin, let us take a moment to a moment of recollection to link together in thought and to sound together the noontime recollection, which appears on your screen. We know, O oh Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. So again, welcome. Glad to have all of you here today. We have a really special webinar planned today on the theme of vibration, harmony, and rhythm. But first, just a brief intro about the Triangle's work. So the purpose of this webinar, this Triangle's Meditation Group webinar, is to introduce, on one hand, new people to the work of Triangle's. Of course, also we provide a platform for those who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and to support the work in uh, a unique meditative visualization that we all do together on this webinar every week. It's important to right away say that this, this meditation that we do on this webinar actually is distinct from the Triangles work. So Triangles members do not actually use this meditation every day when they do their Triangles work. Um, they instead just sound the great invocation and link together. Triangles, though, for those of us who are new, is simply um, a basically a visualization technique which uses the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform human consciousness. So in this work of triangles, three people agree to form a triangle and they link together each day and vivify that triangular link. They link together on the inner side of life, you could say, as souls, and work with the etheric reservoirs of energy, which exist on the inner side of life. They link together, therefore, as beings of light, as beings of love and sacrificial will, and they visualize this triangle then placed within a planetary network of triangles. Thus, this entire network is visualized surrounding the globe. Triangles members sound the great invocation, visualize a circulation and release of spiritual energies throughout the etheric network into the consciousness of all humanity. Triangles is based on a firm belief in the spiritual destiny of humanity and that behind evolution in all of its many grades upon our planet, there exists a divine plan, a plan which we also call the plan of God. This plan works out through humanity 
and we are responsible for understanding it and for doing what we can to discover and express its meaning and significance. The Triangles Project seeks to aid the divine plan to work out through humanity. So this work is really only requires a brief linking up with your triangles partners and the sounding of a the great invocation. And so it can be fit into even very busy schedules. Members not need to link at the same time every day. So if you'd like more information about triangles, you can just put your name into the chat um, and um, requesting information and we can get that to you. If you are already, if you would like to form a triangle, a new triangle, or perhaps even a second or third triangle, um, you can also type your name in the chat and we can um, perhaps link you up with two other people who are also looking to form a triangle. So before we proceed, let us now just um, begin with a brief meditative, a brief uh, visualization on the five planetary centers, which will be followed by the sounding of the mantram on your screen. So we begin by visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And we visualize within that sphere, a triangle. And this triangle represents the three primary planetary centers, which is Shambhala, the planetary head center and the center where the will of God is known, the spiritual hierarchy, which is the planetary heart, the center of love, and humanity, the planetary throat center, the center of activity. Now we visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle, from point to point, center to center, merging and blending all three points and filling the triangle with light. And now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, and radiating the energy of love wisdom.
at each point of the star, which is the sphere of his activity, stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. And we visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star and through these five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, and Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, and restoring peace on Earth. We sound together the mantram. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Oh. Triangle's work aims to bring about the spiritualization of humanity and the planet and to move human consciousness and civilization into a new age. And this age will be characterized by the higher qualities of human nature, love, sacrifice, goodwill, and unity, just to name a few. Triangle's, as mentioned earlier, works with the very essence and energy behind these qualities, and through this means, 
seeks to awaken them within the hearts and minds of humanity everywhere. And there are, of course, many projects around the world today which also work towards similar aims, some on much smaller scales and others with massive scope, reaching, reaching millions of people with messages which emphasize the same universal message of love, goodwill, right relationship, unity, and diversity, etc. The Triangles Project, however, has a very specific purpose and role to play within this work. Triangles works with the etheric reservoirs of energy on the inner side of life, and so it is distinct from the goodwill work, which utilizes primarily the energy of intelligent and goodwill practically applied. The Triangles of Light created by Triangles members on the inner and etheric side of life are intended to be used and utilized by the men and women of goodwill in their practical application of spiritual principles. They are two distinct phases of one united effort. Triangles is therefore truly esoteric work, as it does work from this inner side. It has fundamentally to do with the science of invocation and the construction of what is called the planetary antikarana, a bridge of lighted consciousness which connects the higher and lower principles in the individual, in, in humanity, and likewise in the planet itself. These terms invocation and antikarana are somewhat technical, but very important ones, as they are fundamental to the special role that Triangles plays in the working out of the divine plan. And its relationship is also fundamental to the relationship of these many groups of goodwill, which increasingly, which are increasingly prevalent in the world today. Invocation is essentially an appeal to divinity, the focusing of aspiration, desire, or intention projected upwards and sent forth with the full expectation of response from those hidden but very real sources of divine power. On the earlier stages of the path, one seeks to invoke and awaken the divinity within oneself and to bring this aspect of one's nature into the fullest flourishing and manifestation in and through the daily consciousness. This is achieved through aspiration, right living, and perseverance in the treading of the path. As the divine soul awakens, it becomes the center of consciousness and the determining factor not just in one's, one's own actions, but also one's thoughts and desires as well. Underlying all three of these factors, that is, action, desire, and thought, gradually a new found power of will emerges. And one comes to discover that this will, which is the will of the soul, is but a fragment of the divine will from which it draws its direction and power. As the will awakens, the man or woman, increasingly the soul and incarnation, becomes an invocative center of light and power through both one's individual effort 
and also through coordinated cooperation with one's group, he or she is able to mediate divine energy into manifestation. Today, humanity itself is becoming invocative. Through their united plea for a better world, for right relationship, and for an end to suffering and separateness. The focusing of humanity's spiritual aspiration and desire will inevitably evoke the manifestation of its divine nature. Once this united call that the soul of humanity emerge into fuller manifestation is sufficient, the divine powers of that soul will be awakened and humanity will be forever changed. And there is widespread evidence today that this is already happening. But of course, also much to indicate that this work is not complete, and so still underway. The question of humanity's spiritual success or failure weighs prominently in the minds of many sincere aspirants and disciples today. Some may choose to see the glass as half empty, or half full, or instead, reserve judgment entirely. And of course, each must be left to their own discernment on this matter, which for us with our only relative vision of the whole is likely only a matter of opinion and not, and not fact. And with this in mind, instead, it may be the wiser course to direct our attention to a different question entirely. God himself has placed unerring faith in humanity. In being, he is a God of love, knows us not by our mistakes, but by the highest of which we are capable. And given this fact, perhaps we should instead direct our attention likewise to the best of human nature as it gradually emerges. For instance, we can consider who will humanity be once it triumphs and awakens to fuller spiritual consciousness? What great goods will humanity be able to work when soul, mind, and hand are all allied within and across nations towards the common good? What else will there be left for the people of goodwill to and the disciples of the world to focus their attention on? What next after this work of world salvage and redemption? And spiritualization is, to a large measure, complete. Rather than questioning humanity's spiritual prognosis at this very critical and consequential time, we can direct our energy towards the cultivation of two qualities, that is, vision and faith. This requires us to, quote, forget the things which lie behind. End quote, and to busy ourselves with the work to be done, which work requires above all that the vision of the one life be upheld before the eyes of humanity, and thereby the way forward can at last be seen. This is, of course, a group vision, and only through the united effort of the group of world servers, which spans every nation, every division, every quality and sect of the human kingdom, only through the united effort of all of them can this vision be upheld in its fullness. 
for where we as individuals, when we as individuals have only partial vision, which as individuals, certainly we do have only partial vision, and the way forward is not clear, then we must by necessity work with faith and with whatever measure of invocative will we can muster to bridge this gap between where our vision ends and where we need it to be. This faith is not blind faith, of course, but rather the intelligent and scientific use of the imagination, use of the will, and the employment of the power of thought, whereby the energy of all one's aspiration is focused and directed consciously to construct that lighted bridge by which divinity finds an outer expression and form. The fact of Christ, historical, imminent in every human heart, and transcendent as the heart of the spiritual hierarchy itself, all is promised that divinity can and will find perfect expression through humanity. The recognition of this fact of Christ and of humanity's spiritual destiny is fundamental to the right use of faith and to invocative living. Vision, faith, and the unerring radiation of the spiritual will are key to playing our part as custodians of what will truly be the dawn of a new era in human consciousness, one which will release a flood tide of goodwill and see the elimination of the many barriers of separateness which today seem so utterly unassailable. This is fundamentally inner work, which produces outer effects, changes in consciousness, and thinking, and it is therefore true esoteric work. The success of the men and women of goodwill, the many outer-facing groups throughout the world, depends upon the depth of love and the intensity of purpose of esoteric workers like Triangle's members. The Triangle's project is invocative work, directing energy through the power of thought, linking the inner and the outer, working with light and power to build the new world of tomorrow. And so with this in mind, let us now proceed with our triangles meditation. We begin by linking up as a group upon the mental plane and at the center of the even-armed cross of discipleship. We link as a soul, as a point of love and light with all people throughout the world working in this Triangles Meditation group. We sound together the mantra of love. The center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. 
from that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are now working as an essential part of the worldwide triangles network. And now we raise the consciousness into the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the triangle's network. Having moved the consciousness from your individual triangle to the network of triangles, to the group soul underlying the network itself, now lift it still higher to the world teacher who stands at the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
hold the group mind open and receptive to this inpouring energy of love. precipitation. We visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and light and all events 
and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere. Sound the great invocation. As you do so, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh.
Thank you, everyone. So I now like to invite our guest, Thomas Koshi, who I just realized I think I may have forgotten to introduce earlier. But Thomas Koshi today will be speaking on the theme of vibration, harmony, sorry, vibration, harmony, and rhythm. Thomas, are you there? Yep, I'm here. <clears throat> can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you fine, Thomas. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, well, thank you, Michael, for inviting me to, to speak here. <clears throat> Pardon me. Many individuals in the world today, especially those who have had exposure to various forms of knowledge, are aspiring and focusing on the transmutation of knowledge into wisdom. This is a mental process in which aspirants attain an understanding of the love aspect, not based on personality desire, but on the well-being of the group. Using the mind as an instrument of divine intelligence, divine love, and divine will to good, man becomes the knower. Although knowledge is not just for knowing, but for application to life in an effort to unfold the divinity in man and to serve humanity. The triangle meditation is an example of the interpretation of divine love and creative will. <clears throat> Quoting from Esoteric Psychology 1, page 42, quote, the personality of the soul is intended to be an embodiment of love applied with intelligence and producing those attractive forms which will serve to express that loving intelligence. The soul in its turn is intended to be the embodiment of divine purpose or will, intelligently applied in the great, great creative work which is produced through the power of creative love." End quote. As the students of Ageless Wisdom and participants in the Triangle Meditations, one important goal is to reduce resistance and barriers to seamless awareness understanding and response to vibration. The law of vibration is the atomic law of the solar system, which will, in which all substance, atoms, and entire solar system itself exist and operate. All is energy and energy expresses itself through vibration. Various rates of vibration bring about various expressions of energy and force in combination with varying qualities of substance and form. Our manifested universe is the expression of energy as living substance, which constitute countless forms. <clears throat> One life pervades all forms, and these forms are expressions in time and space of the central universal energy. Esoterically, rhythm is the harmonious response to vibration which identifies man with the whole. We know that man is a combination of two groups of energies. Those are the threefold personality and those of the soul. Each of us 
is also an individualized soul temporarily existing in an imprisoning form and part of the one soul. This reality was expressed in the words of the mantra of unification. All souls are one and we are one with them. When the energy of the soul begins to control and have an impact on the personality, the forces of the personality begin to react in rhythm with the purpose of the one soul in which all individual souls are one. The one life, when manifested, creates diverse beings in existence. Form in existence and the life or energy in that form are the two aspects which give rise to duality. The duality of form and the life in it produces a third factor, consciousness or the soul in all things. This is energy on the path of involution. On the reverse path of evolution, forms with their peculiar states of consciousness strive to stabilize and harmonize their vibrations so as to realize the oneness of life or spirit from which all existences began and thus to know the fundamental unity in diversity. The experience of diversity is only in time and space. The balancing of forces which are inherent in duality is achieved by aligning the forces and bringing them into equilibrium. Now, equilibrium is the integrating property of disparate forces, but the sustainability of balance comes under tension due to the relentless will of the soul to progress and evolve further. <clears throat> this tension is, is a necessary factor because it provides the incentive to further spiritual unfoldment. Equilibrium and tension are the soul's tools to achieve evolutionary progress. Pain and sorrow we humans experience on the way are due to the inherent inertia of matter or the guna of tamas and its resistance to the rhythm of the soul, resulting in what is called divine discontent. This discontent is a part of the planetary temperament and a path of reaching harmony through conflict as humanity works through the inherent duality and inertia. We strive toward the unfoldment of the soul consciousness, which initially tends to lead to selfishness and towards material satisfaction. When there is some level of satiety in the satisfaction of selfish desires, we begin to look at ways of reducing the suffering of others. The, the desire to do so may also begin from selfishness, which want to avoid personal distress at the sight of suffering. Slowly, the quality of the soul begins to take over and prompts us to become selfless servers for the betterment of others. Some may call it sacrifice, but it is an act of making sacred by standing in spiritual being. In reality, sacrifice is a joyful act <clears throat> as we reach towards harmony and rhythm. 
in our journey towards harmony and pratham, we generally go through four stages. One, an instinctual sense of divinity, which reorients man in the right direction towards light. And two, intelligent use of an unbiased mind, <clears throat> which gains conscious awareness of the soul and of the love aspect. Three, intuitive response to reality, which leads to realization of unity and illumination. And four, illumination, which reveals the essential oneness on the inner world divine and negates illusion and separateness. Symbolically, a human being is an expression of the soul on the physical plane, just as the soul is an expression of the monad, the one on the mental plane. When the various aspects of form are brought into a relatively harmonized condition and a consequent expansion of consciousness, a temporary balanced condition ensues, which also evokes a crisis, a crisis of choice. The aspirant has to make a choice between preparing himself for greater unfoldment of consciousness by detaching himself from the familiar grip of form experience or succumbing to the pull of material satisfaction. This is the war of Kurukshetra all aspirants and disciples face, which may go on for several incarnations. Esotericists and aspirants need to recognize the fact that the forces emanating from the three aspects of the human form, the personality, affect the manifesting life itself. When the personality is purified and aligned, it can and does transmit the energies of the individual indwelling soul, harmonizing the whole. It is good to be cognizant of this fact when doing the triangle meditation and to endeavor to harmonize the energies of the personality. As a result, each triangle and consequently the entire network of light of triangles will pour out light, love, and goodwill. Each triangle becomes a doorway for the transmission of these divine qualities so that the forces of that radiation make an impact on the human family through the united chanting of the great invocation. When I started doing the triangle meditation some time back, one issue that came up was how to create a perfect triangle when two people, like my wife and I, were in the same room and the third person was thousands of miles away. This would make a very acute triangle, which I thought should have a better harmony and beauty. <clears throat> the answer that came up was simple enough. Time and space has meaning and relevance only for the personality. On the subtle level, there is only one life and there is no separation. The law of economy impels the avoidance of all non-essentials and to simplify and incorporate only the essentials to fit the purpose and the plan. When we view a triangle, <clears throat> it is a complete geometric figure with the least number of sides, three, 
a representation of the three great aspects of will, love, and active intelligence, which actually are the fundamentals of all creation. When an acute triangle is transformed into an equilateral triangle, it becomes the least complicated, harmonious, and essential figure. Whichever way we draw or turn an equilateral triangle is always in harmony and represents synthesis and rhythm. So my solution to resolve the time and space problem was to build an equilateral triangle with the three individuals, one on each node. I also visualize all the triangles in the network as equilateral triangles so that create oneness and unity. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of you should follow this method, just that it works for me. And the gist of all this discussion is this. If the triangle network, which is comprised of each of the participants at each node, can serve as an aligned and radiating source of light, love, and will to good, and be identified with the whole, the entire network will be in rhythm and with intent and purpose of the great invocation. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. That was that was wonderful. Thank you so much. So I'd like to now invite uh, anyone who would like to uh, share or to speak. You're free to raise your hand uh, or to type in the chat if you just prefer to do that. To raise your hand, you can go to your Zoom toolbar, go to reactions, and then go to raise hand. Thomas, your talk I found very inspiring. And uh, one of the things that it brought up for me was it gave me this, it made me consider, which is an idea I've had before, but it made me reconsider, you know, what is um, the importance of beauty as a fundamental spiritual quality of humanity. And so often, you know, we look at, at least in the goodwill work, we look at the problems of humanity. And I think probably in most most spiritual work people do consider sort of the barriers to the free flow of spiritual consciousness you know there's hunger in the world there's still war um you know there's um an economy that isn't based on sharing there's all these sort of fundamental problems and you wonder you know the question what will what happens when all those problems are solved you know what then will humanity busy itself doing what sort of aspirational where will all its aspirations be directed you know so and i always to me it always goes back to the creation of greater and greater forms of beauty and so thank you <laughs> yeah beauty of course you know it, it's in each person's heart when they still as they say in the eye of the, eye of the beholder which basically means that you know if you see beauty in everything, there is beauty. Mm -hmm. You know, it's someone uh, commented once that, you know, you look at the clouds in many different forms and you say, oh, what a beautiful cloud. But you look at uh, human beings of different shapes and say, oh, that person is not beautiful. This person <laughs> is more beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? You know? uh, good so question, it's yeah. that differentiation that makes beauty a problem. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I wonder also like what will, you know, the field of art, you know, the Tibetan does make a comment about, um, he makes a distinction between, for the artist, mystical beauty and occult beauty, whereas mystical beauty, which is much of what we have today in the world of art, is sort of hides hides the ideal, or hides. What he says hides the um, hides the idea, sort of the spiritual idea, puts it down into some form, whereas real occult beauty reveals the idea rather than hiding it. And so I can imagine perhaps the art of the future will help us to move into that, that sort of, that sort of what you just shared, seeing beauty everywhere. You know, it's almost yeah. like, yeah. <clears throat> I think, you know, when we talk about beauty, most of the time, at least, we are talking about perception, you know, what comes through our five senses. That's what we consider beautiful. But when we go beyond that, on the subtle level, everything is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing that is ugly, period, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like the adjustment of the perceiver to want to his environment as much as anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I see lots of things going. Thomas, can you see the chat? Yeah. Is there anything, are you, if, if you'd like to read through it, if there's anything there you see you'd want to sort of read out loud, um, you can, You don't have to read all the thank yous and stuff, but mm. if there's any questions or comments. Well, it's, it's an interesting comment here that uh, uh, Santana Star, after thanking me and all that, uh, is uh, the subject of rhythm in relation to triangles. And it made me think that one person activating a triangle activates the whole network. That's a very interesting thought, and which is a true thought, I think. So each, what each person does in a triangle has a great impact on the entire triangles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a, almost like you can have, you know, one part of your, your body start to fail. Of course, it affects all the others. And if everything's in good health and everything benefits, you know. Yeah. And there's another comment that's kind of interesting too. Uh, I think Tonya, I guess uh, Michelle, I think I pronounced her name right, heard uh, a saying once that truly resonated the amount of beauty one sees in the world equals the amount of love one feels in the heart. That's a great statement. That is a good statement. Yeah, I saw that one. There's a good one from Teresa here as well. She says, 
we see beauty when we see with the eyes of the soul because this is our essence reflected back to us. Uh -huh. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if anybody has anything they'd like to share audibly, we will, we are still taking raised hands. I know it's a, uh, a bit of a leap to do that sometimes, but it does help to add to the conversation when someone can share audibly. Oh, and John has risen to the occasion. Thank you so much, John. If you can unmute yourself. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Fantastic presentation. I was just going to offer a quote from Nikola Tesla. If you would wish to understand the universe, first study frequency, vibration, and rhythm. And this is the man who brought us yep. so many great inventions with that three phase of life. Thank you so yep. much, John. Yeah, thank thank you. you. That's a great quote. Mm -hmm. uh, David Trice also has his hand raised. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Uh, I was reminded, uh, or a thought just occurred to me, that triangles has been around for a lot longer than than we we know the triangles group is not now. Um, the Bible tells us that the Christ said, "Where there are two or more gathered in my name, there I am." So that's a triangle. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost verbatim the same sort of idea as the triangles network. Almost as if it was laying the seed for the network in a way. But of course, there's much more occult significance to the triangle itself. But thank you so much, um, David. No problem. There's um, a few quotes here from Sam slash Phoenix Toleman from Stephen Erickson, a few quotes. The heart of wisdom is tolerance. And also diversity is worth celebrating for it is the birthplace of wisdom. That's a good one. There's a comment here by Jadelsi Bobadilla. Um, would you like to read that one, Thomas? Maybe that can be our last one. Well, let's see. You scroll all the way down in the chat. Oh, uh, uh, shoot. I don't know what happened here. It's okay. Uh, let's see. The, the, the disciples are like Regina, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they, the disciples are like Regina. They stand midway between forces of darkness and the forces of light. 
between materialism and spirituality. We are told in The Fiery World, Volume 3, stanza 165, page 127, that the forces of darkness press on by various means, being affirmed in strata which are found to be near the light. There lies in the disciples' problem. They are so close to both aspects of manifestation, and this constitutes their problem. They have to work and live in the world of material values and use them. And they have at the same time expressed before that world the spiritual values. These values concern the use of the will. In the same book, these words occur. In consciousness, tensed striving of the will is it possible to attract the cosmic energies that are indispensable for the construction of good. Therefore, the consciousness which is united with the higher will produces that might, mighty force which, which can resist all tensions and darkness. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, the when we talk about duality, one cannot exist without the other. So, um, the light and darkness are always there together, basically. Mm -hmm. so yeah. The question for us is, which side do we take? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It's the whole the whole scheme of evolution is based upon, at least in humanity, on that, as you said, conflict, discontent, yep. le leading us leading us forward onto the higher way. Without darkness, we wouldn't ever be probably push there at all perhaps be nothing to overcome you know nothing to bridge yeah. nothing to redeem so all right thank you so much thomas and thank you yadelsi also for that comment um thomas is there anything else you'd like to say in closing before we close well the you know one thing we have to remember is that this planet of ours <clears throat> is dominated by the ray four, which is harmony through conflict. We'll reach harmony, but we have to reach it through conflict. So that's the interesting thing that we have to keep in mind. So conflict is part, part of the way we get the harmony. Hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Thomas. Hmm. Let's just close now with a moment of silence. Thank you.